Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad that you guys are with us today. We're going to continue talking about praying for miracles. How to pray for miracles. And when we pray for miracles, we are building a bridge to the world. And so I said in my Sunday um, message that most people, when they think of God, basically they live with what the Bible calls a fearful expectation Mm -hmm. of judgment. Mm -hmm. That's because when they think of God, they think of all their failures. Mm -hmm. They think of all their sins. They think of how they don't measure up. And but when when we are willing to take anything that we know about them and offer to pray for a miracle in their lives, it opens up the idea for the first time in their lives that maybe God is not condemning me. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not holding my sins against me. Wow. Especially if they experience the miracle. Maybe you pray for them and their marriage gets better, or yeah. you pray for them, they get a promotion or a job, or they're mm-hmm. um, and that's what the Bible says is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, yeah. not holding their sins against them. Yeah. Um, and then what you're going for is is ultimately you're looking for them to repent mm-hmm. of their sins so that they can begin to walk in confidence with yeah. the living God, right? Yeah. Uh, so the praying for the miracles is that that's our goal. Mm-hmm. And so uh, today we want to talk about how to speak with authority. Now, I love Matthew 10, 7, where Jesus said to them, Proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm. Jesus actually had them to proclaim that a miracle was about to happen Mm. before it happened. And this represents great risk. Mm. (laughs) So uh, you want to proclaim your... Authority, your your authority. Now, all authority is delegated authority. Mm. Jesus, all authority that Father God had has been given to Jesus. That's Matthew chapter 28. It says, all authority has been given to me, Jesus. Mm. Then Jesus delegates that authority mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all delegated. Do you have a favorite story of when... Uh, Authority was delegated to you, or you delegated authority to another. Before you t- before you tell yours, mine's real simple. I loved telling one child to go get another child mm. with my authority. So we had a, a, most of our child rearing years, we had two levels. We had a basement. So you know, some of our kids were out of earshot. You know, so I would send one kid to get the other kid, and I'd say, "Hey, go tell them to come here." And at that point, the child being sent had authority, even if they were the younger child. (laughs) (laughs) And if the older child told the younger child to get lost, (laughs) they didn't have a problem with them. They had a problem with me. Mm. And they learned very quickly, you don't do that. That child is operating under my delegated Mm. authority. So when they say come, you come. (laughs) (laughs) So that's mine. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, the... Running joke, uh, we went to Pastors University this past year, and so uh, my lovely co-host here um, <laughs> would like to use the phrase, or what would happen is somebody would ask him this really deep question, maybe about church structure, <laughs> gifts of the Spirit, 
uh, all of these different things. And so his go-to uh, statement was, well, this is my son-in-law, Jared, and he has the answer for all your problems. Um, and he would just point them to me. Uh, and he'd say it just about like that and put his arm out to the side and then just look at me. And wait for me to say some stuff. But uh, how that started was we were in Cuba, uh, and I had a word of knowledge about an eye. Um, and so I prayed for that guy's eye. Uh, and you know, I don't speak Spanish very well, and this guy wasn't really talking when I was done praying for him. He was just kind of looking forward. And we had a lot of people that we were praying for, and so I had some other team members so like, just keep praying for this guy. Um, and then I went and I prayed for some other people. And so... They came and got me probably about 10 minutes later, and it turns out the reason why the guy wasn't speaking is because he was in awe. He mm. couldn't see out of one of his eyes, and after I prayed for him, he could see mm. out of his eye. And so mm. when I came back, he was covering that eye and uncovering it back and forth, uh, just trying to make sure that he could actually see out of that eye. Um, which is amazing. Uh, if you ever see me in person, ask me about it. I've got pictures on my phone of what he looked like before mm -hmm. and what he looked like after. And a couple, he ended up getting married a few months ago, I think, mm -hmm. um, in Cuba. And so it's amazing to see that type of life change. But what happened was we were in a service later that night <laughs> and our, my lovely co-host over here did one of those <laughs> and he didn't tell me that this was happening, but I mean, yeah, yeah, you from, don't tell. from the front of the, uh, not really auditorium, but the gathering space is an open air gathering space. He said, uh, this is my son-in-law, Jared. And if you have any problems with your eyesight, he'll pray for you and you'll get healed. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, there wasn't really any opportunity for me to question the reality of that statement because then all these people come up and get in line. Um, but we ended up seeing four or five different people that could not see out of their eyes be able to see yeah. by the time we were done with that trip. Right Now, I wish I could say that every single person that I prayed for, mm -hmm. that their eyes were opened. Right. That didn't happen. But the amount of faith that was built through that... of I mean, you know, five might not seem like a big number, but... That's a big number in blind has, eyes. Who has ever seen a blind eye open? That's a I big mean, number. And, and the life, chi life change that comes along with that. I can pr pretty confidently say if he had not delegated that authority, even though I did not know that I had that authority in that moment, that those people wouldn't have... I mean, I hate to say it that matter-of-factly, mm -hmm. but we wouldn't have prayed for their eyes like we did. Yeah. And they might not have gotten their healing. Right. So... What's really cool about that story is that the whole thing was uh, working with how much delegated authority do we have. So, mm -hmm. so from my perspective, what I was dealing with was as we would minister during the day, mm -hmm. I'd go before the Lord at night and journal, mm -hmm. and I remembered the night before what I journaled. <laughs> I journaled, we saw some amazing things today. I wonder what would happen if I started affirming a ministry. Would we see more? <laughs> see, I was wondering how much delegated authority God gave me. Hmm. So then I started affirming ministries and saying, this guy will heal you of your blind eyes. Mm -hmm. This guy will heal you of your, of your other body parts. Yeah. And what I found was Jesus had delegated mm. more authority to me than I thought he had. Yeah. And then I delegated it to, to yeah. others, affirmed their ministries. Yeah. And actually, see, I've never seen mm. five blind. I, the most I've ever seen is um, I have, through my personal prayer, I've seen one set of blind mm -hmm. eyes open. Yeah. But as I have coached others and affirmed others, they've seen more. Yeah. See? Yeah. Um, so it's a really cool process when yeah. you understand it. But one of the secrets is 
speaking it mm-hmm. before it happens. Yeah. If you're whining, if you're going to wait around all your life to see the miracle <laughs> before you speak it, yeah. you're going to see one yeah. to two miracles per year if you're lucky. Yeah. But if you're willing to speak the miracle before it happens, mm-hmm. you will see a lot more. Yeah. That's the principle here. Yeah. And uh, and it involves risk, yeah, uh, because you can miss it. Absolutely, you can fail, right? Yeah. So it, so therefore, humility is a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, that so that's why he says, proclaim mm-hmm. as you go. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. That's their way of saying is I'm about to pray for a miracle, and you're going to see. Yeah, you're going to see your disease healed. You're going to see yeah. leprosy cleansed. You're going to see right. Yeah. Um, so you got to, so proclaiming it. Yeah. So, so why do you think God set it up this way? Why do you think God set it up that proclaim it before mm. you see it? Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're doing the more Jesus Bible plan through the mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. um, I've read through this whole section of Matthew already for mm-hmm. my plan this year. And then also just in the old Testament, even reading through just the story of Israel and how unfaithful they were. <laughs> but how God, well, how Moses would intercede on their behalf over and over and over mm-hmm. so that God wouldn't wipe them off the face of the mm-hmm. earth. But, oh, yeah. um, the, you know, the most humble man in scripture, pinned by his own. Pinned by his own hand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you look at that and he he puts us in this position where we have to speak it because what it does is it takes all of the dependency off of ourselves mm-hmm. and it puts it on God. Yeah. Because the reality is, is even though I'm the one that prayed for that guy in Cuba, mm-hmm. I did not heal him. Mm-hmm. God did. Right. And so to me, the main thing that changes with this is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Before the mindset is the fearful expectation that we mm-hmm. were talking about. Right. Now the mindset is a hopeful I don't know, a habitation or a, a hopeful encounter mm-hmm. with God. It's no longer, oh my gosh, I'm afraid that God is going to strike me down dead in this place. It's what if God really is as good as they say he is? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it changes that whole thing right. just based off of, and I mean, scripture talks about the power of the tongue, Yep. just based off of that. And then you're setting a good fire at that point with right. your tongue. Um, right. And so that's what that's where I see is it takes, because before, before that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if you're the one saying it, then you are the one that is creating this sense dependent upon you. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm speaking this because God is speaking it to me. Yeah, right. Um, and that it just changes the whole thing. And, so. and a little a little secret to this is how do you know if you've heard from God or not? Mm. You don't until mm. you test it out. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't really know yeah. until you speak yeah. it and then see what yeah. happens. We're willing to practice everything else. Why are we not willing to practice? This? It's it's like yeah. practicing a tennis swing or yeah. or or, well, or I mean, you know or, or throwing a football or throwing a baseball. Or it's the same e- thing. Even in scriptural matters, you practice your tithe. Every person that I know that has practiced a tithe right. knows. Hey, things go a lot better when I'm tithing mm-hmm. than when I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's a pretty normal practice that mm-hmm. people have gone through. Right. Um, and so to get to the point of, you know, you practice sharing your testimony, you mm-hmm. practice doing these things, this is something that we can practice mm-hmm. and get better at. Yeah. So we, it's something we can practice and get better at. It. And mm-hmm. it's very important that we do practice it mm-hmm. 
and get better at it. And the reason being is Jesus basically said miracles are the model. Mm -hmm. Miracles are what help us build a bridge to the world. People's souls are dependent upon us practicing and getting better at it, right? So so it it is important that we do take risks Mm -hmm. and that we do practice and get better at it because this is a primary means to build a bridge to the world. So in their case, it was really simple. Jesus gave them this model. Go tell them the kingdom of God is at hand, then perform the miracle, and that's a demonstration. The kingdom of God has come near you. Now receive Jesus, Mm. and the kingdom of God will come in you. That's good. And that's a really simple model. We pray for miracles. The kingdom of God has come near you. Mm. Now if you'll receive Jesus, that same kingdom will come in you, and Mm. you'll be a carrier of the kingdom and see great change. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community and small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube with our live stream community.